welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Bonnet Elbow Podcast. Your host, Ray, along with my man, Chris. Chris, how you doing, brother? Hey, doing great, man. Looking forward to this show and our guests. We've got an awesome guest this week. We do have an awesome guest this week. Coming all the way from the left coast, we have Mike Sharnagel of PCW Ultra. Yes. Mike, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Man, thank, thank you for coming on. You know, we're here. We we have, we record out of a uh, out of a radio station in, in Virginia. So when we when I heard that we had somebody wanting to come in from California to talk on the show and to reach out to to our nationwide audience, I'm like, hey, we got to get this guy on. Uh, did some research on the company, and man, you got you guys have some amazing wrestlers. And the show coming up uh, just here in a couple of weeks is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, you know, um, you know, we've only been around for two years, but we've steadily built and built and built and uh yeah i mean this next event we're, we're going out with style in 2017 we're going to go out with a bang for the big show yeah you know just the list of names real quick we'll get into the, into the individual matches but some of the the huge names you've got on you've got some of the ecw originals you got sandman you got guys like terry funk uh, you also have john hennigan who a lot of people know as johnny nitro from his wwe time and yeah. johnny mundo from morrison and morrison all over the place uh, Zack Sabre Jr., ACH, when you have just some huge names that people who may not necessarily be familiar with Southern California wrestling are still going to know. Yeah, um, and, you know, another ECW original, we have Kevin Sullivan, who is a part of Warbeast. Wow. wow. So, yeah, I mean, and, and for our meet and greet, we also have Stan Hansen, you know, the Lariat. So, yes. Oh, cool. Um, we got a lot packed in there for our fans, and then, you know, anybody that wants to watch us online after the event, I mean, all of our events are available on our website. So you can still see all the great action um, and not have to be in Southern California. Oh, that's great. That's, yeah, that's good to know. Uh, how did you get into promoting and starting your own wrestling company out there in California? Well, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I've been a wrestling fan all my life. Uh, I'm 45 years old. I grew up in New Jersey, so I had the benefit of watching everything in Pennsylvania and in New York. And so on a given Saturday, I would probably watch four or five hours of AWA, WWF, and NWA wrestling at the time. Um, and I was a latchkey kid, so I used to just sit and watch wrestling and read wrestling magazines. Wow. So I've always been a fan, um, and I went to an independent event out here in California, and uh, though the event or though the wrestling itself was awesome, I didn't particularly like the event. So on the way home, I, I asked a friend of mine who, who went to the event with me, I said, how much do you think something like this would cost? And he gave me a number, and I said, all right, I'm starting a wrestling promotion tomorrow. <laughs> and he just kind of looked at me oddly. I'm like, you know, the, the, the interest is there from the fans. Uh, I'm just a big believer in, um, you know, giving them more than what they expect from an event, right? Yeah. Like anybody can put together six or seven matches and have wrestling at a venue, which is fine. Uh, I want a spectacle. I want it to look like a million dollars. I want people to have fun. I want them to have access to the wrestlers, um, which we do before and then during our event, you know, whether it's before the event, we do a meet and greet at intermission, our wrestlers are out. And usually at the end of the night, our wrestlers are out and they sit and talk to fans. So, our wrestlers have that bond with our with our fans, which brings them back, which is fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, to answer your question, I went to another wrestling event, and I didn't think highly of the event itself, so the, the matches were great. And so I started my own company, and, uh, you know, through that, um, I, I gained a partner who's a fantastic booker who's been in wrestling for 20-ish years. Um and knows everybody, so we're, we're a pretty good team because, honestly, I know nothing about wrestling. Um, I know about business, and I know about marketing, and he knows everything about wrestling, so we're pretty good together because we kind of stay in our own lanes. Yeah, that, that's great. Yeah, I agree with you completely. There's a, there's a big difference between going and seeing good wrestling message, matches and seeing a really good show. Uh, we've got a local promoter here, Tony Givens, who runs – it was NWA Smoky Mountain now is Innovate Wrestling. And he's kind of the same mindset. He puts on a great show every time, which wants, keeps us wanting to go back every month to, to watch the shows. And even though you know, he does have great wrestling matches, but also he has the access to the wrestlers like you were talking about before and during intermission and after. And that means a lot to the fans. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I view it just like I would any other sport, right? If you go to, I mean, out here in L.A., uh, if you go to a Dodgers game or you go to now the Rams or the Chargers games, like, it's great, it's fun, and they, they try to pack in different, uh, you know, aspects of fun outside the game. But the one thing that independent wrestling has that short of, say, NASCAR or any other racing has is access to the wrestlers. And yeah. now with, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, whatever have you, um, the fans follow these guys everywhere they go. Yes, and absolutely. And I, I think that's a big difference now, and that's why you have to get the right wrestlers in there, too, that are cognizant of this, that want to draw more fans, that want to be a part of a community, which I think we've actually built. Um, I, I think we've actually caught a little bit of lightning in a bottle where our, our fans are so tied in with us and with our wrestlers that, um, you know, it's been easier for us to build because our fans have actually built us. And that says a lot. Um, like, as we live in a really small town, and even where we go to watch our local wrestling, it's about 45 minutes away. And for the entire metropolitan area, there's a million people. Now, in, yeah. in Los Angeles and in the area, I kind of saw that you were in, in, like, the Long Beach area where you run your shows. Yeah. There's a million things to do in L.A. I've been to L.A. I've been up the Pacific Coast Highway. You know, there is... So much stuff to do there. So to have fans who could go out and do anything, because I know every weekend there's a hundred concerts with a million bands. You know, there's tons of sporting events. But to have fans who are like, I'm going to go watch wrestling, and they know that they're going to get a great show when they could be doing a million other things in SoCal, that is amazing. Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, they, they built us. Right. Um, our first show was in January of 2016, and we probably had 175 fans there. And then it grew to be 300, and then it was 400, and then it was 500. Then we outgrew that building. We went into a new building for our second year, which is what we're finishing up now. And now, you know, each show we're averaging about a thousand people at a show. So it's been very much word of mouth. Um, the fans that are very excited about the event, talking about it on their own, bringing friends, um, so that legitimately we built like a, a family. You know, I know most of the fans that come to our shows, I interact with them on Facebook and talk to them. I actually ask them questions when we're going to do something that I think may affect how people perceive us or, you know, what we're going to bring in. Um, you know, obviously you can't let your fans dictate what wrestlers you're going to put on your show but I'll certainly give them ideas of, hey, we're thinking about doing this. Would you be interested? And, I, like, we use all of their feedback. I mean, that's, that's the only way you grow is if your fans trust you and believe that you listen to them, which we do. Yeah, that's and, and as a fan, you know, we appreciate it. Uh, again, our local promotion does a lot of similar things. I'll be looking for feedback, and I know as someone who spends my money who goes to see a good show, you know, I, I, I appreciate that there's someone out there who is willing to do, listen, you know, not take everything, but at least listen. And then if it's a good idea, take it. That, that, that means a lot to the fans. And clearly you've built up a very, very good fan base who are interested in the shows. So let's talk about the show you have coming up. It is sure. December the 1st, if, if that is, if that is correct. Yep. Friday, December 1st at, Longshoreman's Hall in Wilmington, California, which, as you said, is just outside of Long Beach. Yeah, I actually put it up on a map because I wasn't wasn't exactly familiar with where that was. I actually have family who lives in Oxnard, so I've been in that area. I've been down the Pacific Coast Highway to come up to L.A. Uh, so it's not that far from a lot of big populous centers uh, there in, in California with, of course, not Los Angeles and, and Long Our Beach. Our rest today right outside of LAX, so... Um, you know, it's it's less than 20 minutes from LAX. Wow! So there you go. That that's got to be great to get guy easy way to get guys in. Have a, such a large airport where you can you know if you want to bring somebody in, it's not a hassle to get them into town and to get them back out when you're when yeah. when you're that close you to know, LAX. Yeah, logistically, it's it's easy bringing them in. Um, depending on where they're from, uh, you know, we brought in guys from Canada. 
Um, I have people coming in future events from outside the U.S., and it's great to be at LA, you know, right outside LAX because, hey, everything comes in and out of LAX. So Absolutely. It's not, yes. Yeah, it's not like I have to worry about taking somebody an hour and a half away and putting them on a bus or something like that. Like, nope, LAX, we're good to go. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So let's talk about the card. Which match? Because every one of these matches looks like it's going to be fantastic, and I wouldn't even know which one which one to start with. Um, you know, if uh, you know, just going through the card itself. Sure. Uh, we just so we we originally had Davy Richards on our card, um, and he's now undergoing knee surgery. So we brought in ACH to wrestle. Uh, the man formerly known as Mr. 450, he goes by Mecha Wolf now. Okay. And I, I think if fans are, ex- I mean, yes, we have title matches on here, but if fans are excited about, like, just absolutely really good wrestling, that is a match to watch. Yeah, I agree. I was at, When I saw the video, the, the YouTube video that was put up, that, and I'm like, I know who this guy is. Why is it not clicking? Why is it not clicking? It had been a long day in the file. I'm like, oh, I know who that is. So that's, it's really cool that you were able to get ACH to come in to make that event with injuries. I know injuries are are, are the curse of, of independent wrestling because it seems like every big event somebody has, there's somebody getting hurt. It's, it's, a, it's a terrible thing for the performers. It's bad for the fans. But you have a great guy coming in who's going to put on a hell of a match. Yeah, ag- agreed. And, you know, when, when we found out that uh, Davey was going to get the surgery, the first thing we said was, who can we bring in that they haven't seen here? At least, like, he's n- you've never seen him in PCW, but haven't seen in L.A. in a while who's on the same caliber in terms of wrestling as Davey Richards. And we were very lucky that, that ACH was available and, you know, could take a booking on sh- such short notice. And he's wrestled everywhere. Uh, people yeah. who, I mean, he's wrestled under a, a bunch of different names, but he's been in Ring of Honor. He's been in New Japan. He's been all over the world. So this is high caliber talent that you that you were able to bring in last minute. To again, you know, the, when I was looking over this card, I'm like, ooh, that'll be a good match. That'll be a good match. That's interesting. But the one with ACH and Mecha Wolf. Once I realized that, because I didn't really recognize the Mecha Wolf name at first, and I had to, to look him up. I'm like, oh man. That's going to be one of those matches that I think, like you said, there's all these title matches, and those are the ones that people key in on. But from our experiences, it's the matches that there's no belt on the line. These guys are wrestling for pride or for whatever motivates them. Those are the ones that you really got to watch out for because those are the guys who put on the best shows. Yeah, yeah agreed. And then, you know, if you, if you look for kind of the big muscular wrestlers, uh, you know, we have Alexander Hammerstone who's been – on the WWE's radar for quite a while, he's been down to uh, two of their tryouts, and he was on like the cover of their website not more than a couple weeks ago um, against Brian Cage, who's just a beast. Um, so that'll be interesting too, because Hammerstone's been beating up little guys recently, and uh, Brian Cage will be the first kind of heavyweight that he wrestles. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, you know, one of the things I noticed that I really liked and I feel like more promoters um, need to do this. And I think the good ones are there's something for everybody. Just looking over the card, you're going to have, you have a great tag match. You've got the big heavy, you got the big hammerstone versus cage match, which is like you said, just two big guys. You have the ACH Mega wolf match. That's going to be a very, a very technical kind of match, but a very good match. You just kind of have for every flavor of wrestling, you can go, and no matter what kind of wrestling you like, you can see a match that's going to really pop you. Yeah, and Hennigan and Penta L Zero can cover all those yeah. in one match. So. Yeah, no, it's really true. And, you know, the credit there goes to my booker, and that, that is his motto is, like, you know, if you want to go have a really good dinner, you don't want, like, a, you know, a giant piece of steak, a giant you know, thing of potatoes and a giant thing of vegetables, like you're better off having the best piece of steak with the best potatoes, with the best vegetables, and then have a, the best dessert after that. So that way you, you've had everything that really, you know, makes you feel full, 
But at the same time, afterwards, you're like, wow, that was really good. I can't wait to go back. That may be the best explanation of wrestling booking I've ever heard. Yeah. That is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. But you make me wish I was in Southern Cal, though, to, to go to this event. But I'm glad you said we can watch it online uh, afterwards. So, yeah, I really want to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're in the process of talking to several companies about doing the, you know, our iPay-Per-View format. Um, you know, we, we've held our content very close to the vest um, because when the day is done, that's, that's what has the most value. Yeah. Is, hey, you know what? I have Terry Funk and the Sandman wrestling in the ring against War Beast, and there's a great likelihood that there will be blood <laughs> and uh, people will be outside the ring hitting each other with various objects. Like, right. yes, that's what I have. Um, and at day's end, like that's, that's where the value is. Like, you know, whether somebody's in Japan or Virginia or Florida, like wrestling fans are all over the place. So I want to give them the opportunity to see it, but I want to do it on the right channel. Right. Absolutely. And that's, again, that shows your acumen in business that you know, there's fans out there who have an appetite for it, but you don't want to go in the wrong way. Exactly, exactly right. And we've got a friend that wrestles for New Japan uh, with the Bullet Club, Chase Owens. And uh, we talk to him a lot about wrestling and things. So Yeah, about business in particular, because Chase has some, some very interesting ideas when it comes to the, to the business of wrestling uh, specifically. So it's, it's great to, to talk to somebody else and, and get their outtake on it. And that dinner thing is genius. Well, you know, as I said, what's great about my relationship with my partner is that he is the wrestling guru. He was taught by Kevin Sullivan. He yeah. grew up oh. in Florida and listened to, you know, he was allowed in the locker room with Terry Funk and Dusty Rose and Kevin Sullivan. So he grew up around that. He knows everything there is about wrestling, which is great. Um, you know, I've worked and owned several businesses. I, that's what I do. I know business. So I stay out of his way and he stays out of mine. And at the end of the day, it's like, wow, that was really great. Yeah. What can we do better next time? Yeah. I think that's, that's going to work out for both of you guys and, and your company. That, that sounds like a great formula to have. Cause you, you need the wrestling guy, but you also need the, need the business mind and marketing mind and how to get it out there to people. Yeah. So I, I think we're, we're a good tandem and um, you know, like I said, this is only this is only our eleventh show. It's the end of our second year, so we're we're only growing. Next year we're doing eight shows instead of six. Wow! So doing everything the right you know kind of the right way of build on what you've done, um, you know, keep doing the things that you know work, and then bring in other little bits and pieces to keep people's attention. Right. Right. You you have my attention, and I'm a long way from SoCal. Uh, and one of the things that, that we've learned from doing this show, uh, we're about a year and a half in, is that there are lots of different kinds of wrestling fans, but at the end of the day, everybody loves the same thing, and that's good professional wrestling. And I have no doubt that anybody who checks out one of your shows, be it whether they're able to come to the event in Southern California, which we hope, you know, I know for a fact we have people who listen to the show in Los Angeles. I get to see the numbers and breakdowns where people listen from every month. So hopefully people who are in Los Angeles in that area will come down to the show and the people who can't make it will go onto the website and watch it because this card has me very intrigued. Uh, so many good matches. You know, we've talked about some of them, you know, one we haven't talked about is uh, Zack Sabre Jr. And, and Douglas James. Oh, yeah. You know, that's a guy who who is in the argument for best wrestler in the world two years in a row. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's really great. And, um, you know, if you do have wrestling fans out in L.A. and they are aware of us, uh, you know, to those fans, please be aware. We, like, like I said, we take everybody's feedback seriously. So... You know, for the longest time, people have been like, hey, can you get Zack Sabre Jr.? Can you get Ricochet? Can you get XYZ? And it's not that we haven't tried. It's that, you know, 
most of the time they're in Japan, and that's where you know they they make their living. So yeah. we're kind of beholden to their schedule, and it just so happened that uh, this was the time that we could get Zach in. So I I think it's going to be a, a pretty great match. Oh yeah, um, I think you know, so too. Douglas has, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys have seen Douglas James wrestle. He's primarily a West Coast guy, but um, he's a he's a smaller guy, but he's tough as nails. So anytime he goes out there, um, especially now that he has the belt, he says, hey, the only way you're taking my belt is if you pull it from my dead hand. And that's the way he wrestles. So, um, I mean, I can think of at least five times I've seen him leave the ring where his face is, is battered and bloody um, just because that, that is how he is. I mean, he broke his nose in one of our matches and just kept going. He was wrestling uh, Leo Rush and Joey Janela. Wow. And he just came out. His nose was all screwed up. He had to get plastic surgery done, but he's like, all right, I'll be ready for the next show. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's, you know, that's, that's a professional. That's somebody who loves their craft and once that win, and like you said, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to kill him to take it. It seems like if they're willing to go out there and because when, when you ever, I don't know if you ever broke your nose. I have broken my nose before. You can't breathe. It, it it hurts. It swells up under your eyes. It's a very, very painful thing. And it's not all just your nose. Like your whole face hurts, and you can't yep. breathe. Like you just can't. Yeah, it's not a good thing. And, uh, you know, he's a trooper. He just keeps going at it. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see how he does against, you know, as you said, one of the best in the world. Absolutely. So there's a couple matches here that I, that I didn't recognize the guys. I was able to find some information on that maybe you can expand upon a little more than we could. Uh, Ethan Page sure. versus Willie Mack. Now, I know that Ethan Page sure. was trained by Michael Elgin, who we're familiar with, who's in New Japan, and, and he's all over the indie scene. Um but that's all I really was able to find out about him. So Ethan Page, uh, he's coming to us from Canada, actually. And um, he was recently part of Evolve. And okay. uh, he has since parted ways with Evolve. So he considers himself the biggest free agent on the market today. Um, so this will be the first time that we have him in as well. And, you know, then you have Willie Mack, who you know, has Lucha Underground fame on him uh, as the Mac. Um, and he is a Southern California guy. So I would suspect that our fans are going to be heavily for Willie Mac, but they'll be impressed as hell out of uh, Ethan Page. Yeah, cool. Fantastic. And the other one was uh, Brody King and Joe Graves. Okay, so Brody King, um, we have a, a stable in our organization called War Beast. And uh, it's, it's run by Kevin Sullivan and uh, his protege, Joseph. And Brody is a part of that group. They are the tag team champions, and they often use the, uh, the free bird rule in determining who's going to wrestle with them because their other component of War Beast is uh, Jacob Fatu, who's the Tonga Kid's son. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so Brody is usually in a tag team, but this event he is going to be in a singles match. He actually just got booked for a match against MVP down in Florida for MLW. And, uh, you know, he's a, he's a rising star on, on the West Coast. Uh, he's been up at Defy in Seattle. Um, he wrestles around here as well. Uh, he's been on championship wrestling from Hollywood. Wow. Uh, so he's definitely on the upswing. And he's wrestling Joe Graves. And if you dig into Joe Graves a little bit, um, he is a legit fighter. Um, he is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. Um, we've had three matches with him and Timothy Thatcher that have been nothing short of a clinic in terms of mat wrestling and submission wrestling. Love it. So putting him, uh, Joe Graves is probably six foot, but well built and has the Brazilian jiu-jitsu background against Brody King who is, I want to say, 6'5", um, and kind of a brawler. It'll be an interesting kind of look at two different types of wrestling. Very very nice. Now, it, it, you say he's a jiu-jitsu guy. Is he a Gracie guy? Because I know the Gracies have a ton of jiu-jitsu gyms in that area. 
You know, he's actually from Arizona. Oh, okay. So um, I know they do uh, the World Jiu-Jitsu Championships here, uh, I want to say like once a year in Long Beach. Yes, and, I'm sure that's correct. Uh, if my memory serves me right, last year within his weight class, I think he won his weight class. Oh, wow. that's awesome. I mean, even but, to be able to compete in that is, <laughs> like, that's a lot. Yeah, no, and like I said, he's a legit fighter. Um, so seeing the contrast between somebody that's going to take someone to the mat and trying to tap them out versus somebody that's a straight brawler that um, has a little lucha in him, which uh, Brody does, uh, but he's definitely a brawler. So to see those two styles meet will be pretty interesting. That's awesome. So let's talk about one more match, uh, the one that I think most people will, will know about uh, just because of the names in it. Uh, John Hennigan, who is your champion, the PCW uh, heavyweight champion, versus Penta L0M. Yep. That seems like it's so, going to be a, just a, an absolutely a, a great match with tons of – because each one of those guys have multiple styles. You know, th- they don't have one discipline. They're all over the place. Yeah, agreed. So Penta – Penta was our first champion when he was Pentagon Jr., right. which we're not calling him anymore. Um, so he's Penta El Zero Miedo. And um, he's never gotten a singles rematch for the belt. So he lost the belt to Rob Van Dam, and then Rob Van Dam lost the belt to John Hennigan. So now he gets his shot one-on-one, and it happens to be against John Hennigan. Um, John Hennigan is pretty amazing in his style alone just what he can do in the ring yeah he's awesome uh, with us he's kind of tapped into kind of the nastier side of him and um it seems like you know when he won the belt from rob and then subsequent matches after that um he's tapped into that bag of tricks that um only the the rick flares of the world have tapped into so he's been willing to cheat to keep that belt or to win that belt so uh you know, I, I think the crowd will be heavily in Penta's favor, um, but we'll have to see how it shakes down because John doesn't want to give up that belt. No, I've been a fan of his ever since he was Johnny Nitro. So I've been a fan for a long time of everything he's done. Yeah, I mean, he's anywhere he's gone, he's had success, which is great. Yeah. Uh, and he, like I said, he's a tremendous wrestler in general. He's actually a tremendous guy too, but. Um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, A, how the fans react to Penta, who's, uh, you know, a fan favorite of ours, uh, versus a champion. Um, are they all going to be on Penta's side, or will they root for John? John's actually from that area, so right. I don't know. And, and that's, that is what's great about wrestling. As someone who tends to like the bad guys and things more than the good guys... Uh, I'm a big comic fan, and I have like a hundred Doctor Doom comics hanging on my wall at home. I, yeah. I, I tend to like the bad guys, and wrestling is the really the one thing where you can go. I really like the bad guys, and, and it's okay. Like it's, you know, it, it's socially acceptable to root for the person who does the bad stuff to win in wrestling, and it's one of the reasons I love it so much. So that's going to be a fantastic match, and you, and, and like you said, he's a local guy, so you're going to have this weird dichotomy in the crowd of the people who are rooting for the bad guy because he's the hometown guy, but also the other guy was the champion and he's now getting that title shot and he's a, he's a fan favorite. So a lot of interesting storylines kind of coming together for what's going to be a hell of a match on a card that is absolutely top to bottom phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. And we also have a, uh, a special announcement that we're going to do at this event that kind of affects future events. Oh, so, uh, once we have that out, uh, I'll have to hit you guys back up and, and kind of tell you what's going down. Yeah, please absolutely. We'll, absolutely. We'll be glad to share it. Yeah, uh, you, feel free to reach out to Chris whenever. Um, we we have one thing that we that we strive to do on this show, and that's talk about good professional wrestling because there's some bad professional wrestling out there. So anytime that we have someone who is involved with good wrestling – we want to tell everybody who's willing to listen. And, you know, from everything that we've heard today, from all the research I've done on the guys who you have in your locker room. Yeah, and our local promoter is a fan, too. He, he yes. tries to watch as many of your shows online as he can. So, 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you very much. So uh, let's go through the rundown, the show time, one more time, bell time, location, all that fun stuff, just one more time for the the audience. Awesome. Yes, so the show is uh, Friday, December 1st at Longshoreman's Hall in Wilmington, California, which is uh, just off the 110 freeway before you get to San Pedro, and it's just north of Long Beach. Um, Our bell time is 8 o'clock. Our doors open at 7 um, the card starts with uh, Brody King and Joe Graves, as we just talked about. Uh, we got Mecca Wolf versus ACH, who is substituting for Davey Richards. Um, Hammerstone against Brian Cage. Willie Mack against Ethan Page, and then we have our three title, or, you know, our three title matches. So you have the light heavyweight championship match between one of the best in the world, Zack Saber Jr against our champion, Douglas James, that's a light heavyweight bout. Um, our semi-main event is Penta Eldero Miedo, um, who's a former champion who's trying to get his belt back by wrestling John Hennigan. And then our main event is our tag team championship, which is only going to be a melee. It's Terry okay. Punk and the Spin Man uh, war- versus Warbeast with Kevin Sullivan. So um, that match is definitely going to be all over the place. And... Um, I hope my insurance on that building is enough to cover all the damages. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you said there'd be blood. Uh, if Sandman's there, and I can't imagine that Sandman has changed over the years, there'll be blood before the bell rings. <laughs> yes, I mean, he was at our last event, which led to this one, because it was he and Masada against War Beast, and it did become a melee, and then Terry Funk came out to kind of say something, and uh, he, he just got the crimson mask all over the place. Wow. So now Funker is back, and he's bringing Sandman with him uh, to extract a little bit of revenge. So um, let's see if uh, if their blood or anyone else's blood that's going to be all over the place. Cool. I please, uh, if you don't mind, Mike, uh, give us give everybody listening, you know, your uh, website address, Twitter, any way they can find out about PCW. Just put it out there for us. Awesome. Well, we, we just changed our name. We used to go by Pacific Coast Wrestling, and, um, you know, we're getting bigger, and we're looking at different areas. So uh, we changed the name to PCW Ultra. So you can go to PCWUltra.com, uh, PCW Ultra on Facebook, PCW Ultra on Instagram, and PCW Ultra on Twitter. Um, we're definitely growing and uh, looking for other places to hold our events. So... Who knows? We may be on the East Coast at some point next year. You never know. Hey, hey we'll try our best to be there if you no, are. No kidding. That'd be <laughs> awesome. Mike, well, thank you for coming on the show to talk about the event. Uh, I look forward to seeing it. Unfortunately, I will not be able to make it live uh, out to California, but uh, I will definitely be watching online whenever that gets posted up uh, to take a look and, and see because there's so many matches on there that I'm like, I really want to see this, and, and I can't wait personally. Awesome. Well, I... Very much appreciate you guys having me on. And, yeah, I'll make sure that when everything comes online, we'll shoot you guys a link so that right. you can watch it. Cool. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. And that was that was Mike of PCW Ultra. Great guy. Yeah, I mean, that was really cool talking to him. I mean, we've never spoke to him before on no. the phone or anywhere. And uh, it just seemed like we kind of clicked from the get-go. You know, he kind of – he's a, he's a wrestling fan. We're wrestling fans. And I think it re- went really well. Uh, it was great hearing his take on these matches and how he's got his company and how he's building his company. You know, a lot of good information and seemed like a really super nice guy. So I'll I'll, I'll just throw this out there. I was talking to some friends of mine before the before the show before I came up to Better Burger, and I was kind of dreading it. I hate first interviews. We've talked yeah, oh, about yeah, it. We- <laughs> They're brutal. They usually are. It takes a long time to get to get filled out with people to kind of realize. Yeah. Everybody talks differently, and that's that may sound weird, but the the cadence of way people talk yeah. is very very unique. So I'm like, oh god, this is gonna be this is gonna be horrible. It's gonna be hard, but it was very natural, very smooth. Yeah. I hope when you guys get to listen to that, you have as much fun listening as we did conducting it. The food thing is brilliant. It's yeah. still <laughs> I'm, I'm still thinking about it. It is such. A phenomenal way to look at wrestling because there is so many different styles yeah. and you can think about it like well yeah you don't want 
just a huge steak and then a huge baked potato. You want just a little bit of each one. And the and best then, of each exactly, one. Exactly, the ready. best of each. Yeah. And then it just leaves you wanting more. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love it. Love it. Uh, but again, that show is December 1st. Yes, if, if you are out in the Southern Cal area. I know there's a few of you out there listening. Don't, don't miss this show. If, if you live in Los Angeles, and the SoundCloud data tells me that we have a couple listeners who ping from L.A., uh, every every week when we do the show, or just about every week, it's down in Long Beach, basically. Uh, Google Maps says it's about forty five minutes with the standard traffic. Yeah, it's on a Friday night. It's seven o'clock, so you can you should better leave after the rush hour traffic and head down there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fantastic show. Oh yeah, you know one of the things that I take pride in about this show is. We're always as honest as we can be. Yeah. And if I didn't think the show was going to be good, I would have not talked it up. I would have gone out of my way to just let him do the talking. Right. But I'm genuinely excited about matches on that that card. That card is awesome. And, you know, we get excited about our local show because Tony always puts on a great show and has cards that are absolutely stacked. Yes. And... This one is stacked as well. I mean, just as much as we like our own wrestling here, this card is loaded. And it's it's loaded in a way that's it's different. Yeah, it's different. Where a lot of Tony's guys are local guys, and he'll bring in, you know, a Rob Conway or yeah. a Ryback from time to time. But a lot of Tony's guys are Tony's guys. Yeah. Even if they've gone on to do other things. You know, Heat Seekers, those are Tony's oh, yeah. guys. Chase. Yeah. He's a, yeah, he's gotten more into bringing guys in regularly from, uh, like, PWX and right. those guys are coming in. Like he's got coming up December the second, he has the Gymnasty Boys against the Lethal Enforcers, which is going to be insane. Yes, uh, the first but, time we'll get to see Anthony Henry and James Drake as a tag team in Kingsport. Yeah, but his main roster is mostly local guys. Uh, this is a different way of doing it. You know, it's a lot of big stars out there, but it's LA. It's L- yeah. That's big star mentality in LA. I mean, that's and, what you that's what it would take to draw a crowd in Los Angeles. Yes, and what we were talking about, me and Mike, uh, I've spent time in, in 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 SoCal in LA specifically. I'm not kidding when I say there's on a Friday night in Los Angeles, there's 400 nightclubs. Yeah, you know, there's probably 50 venues. No joke, no exaggeration. Probably 50 venues that are hosting concerts of bands you've heard of. Not right. local indie bands, bands you've really heard of that get regular airplay on pop radio or rock radio, right. you know, plus every, I mean, it's Los Angeles. Yeah. So there's a million things to do there. Uh, it's the reason that pro sports in Los Angeles tend not to do great. Even though the Rams are winning, the numbers of fans coming to these games aren't super high. Yeah, if you're not the Lakers. Because there's a million things to yeah. do. Even the Clippers, which play in the same damn building as the Lakers, don't draw the crowd the Lakers do. No, there's just a – there's an atmosphere around Laker games. Yes. And there always have been. That's where the movie stars go to watch games. Mm -hmm. And and that's just why that's such a big – I don't know, big spectacle, I guess, in Los Angeles is Laker games because you've got all the actors and actresses. They go sit courtside – for Laker games, it's just right. tradition they always have. Jack Nicholson has been to a thousand. Oh yeah, easy. He's always there. But so the point the point is is that you can build up your local guys, and that seems like what they've done. Yeah. With with some of their guys, but you also, I feel like you'd almost have to yeah, you, bring. You need in that star power there. At least some. Yeah. And when you know he talks about you know John Hennigan, Rob Van Dam. Uh, if you look at their actual roster, not just the guys who are wrestling on this card, but their actual roster. They're some of the biggest names in in professional wrestling. Forget about independent wrestling. Yeah, of professional wrestling. So it's a it's a different kind of promotion for a different place in the country. Yeah, you it would be hard pressed to find two areas much different than Kingsport, Tennessee, and Los Angeles, California. Right. I mean, maybe somewhere randomly in well, Alabama. What what works <laughs> out there, like a card like this, probably wouldn't work here. Based on the fact of you ticket prices. In. There's no way. Because your ticket prices would be higher than what most people in this area could pay. Right. So, But out there, that's not the problem. And, and you know the ticket... 
I mean, they're still not. I mean, I'm curious. Ticket prices aren't crazy. I don't I'm really wondering this. how he's doing it. Because general admission is 25 bucks for the yeah, show. Well, never mind then. <laughs> uh, rows two, sorry, rows three and four are 50 bucks and 45 bucks respectively. Yeah. Uh, front row seats and second row seats are 175, but that comes with the meet and greet. Yeah, he can do that because he's he's drawn a thousand people. Yeah, right. That's why if twenty five bucks a pop, thousand people. There's twenty five grand plus your your meet and greet, your this and that. So that's why he can do it at that price. He's got a bigger venue, yeah, so he can keep the ticket prices down a little bit. But but you couldn't do that here. No, you couldn't. It I mean, you could very very hard. It would be pull yeah. Off. It would be very hard. You couldn't to draw sell. a thousand people here. I'm not sure if you put it in. Uh, is it Free- Freedom Hall in Johnson yeah, City? I don't think WWE draws a thousand people in Freedom Hall. No, I don't think so. But again, it's a it's a different. There's a million people that live in the Tri Cities metro area. Yeah, but that's three cities, and that's a million people. Yeah. How many of them are really wrestling fans? Right. We're going to go drop seventy five bucks for a front row seat. You know, I mean, even with a meet and greet with Stan Hansen yeah. plus Kevin Sullivan. You got to be a real wrestling fan to know who Stan Hansen is. Yeah, you're, yeah. The, just your average fan, your run of the mill fan today. I bet run of the mill fans today don't know who Kevin know, Sullivan are. No. You have I to mean, be a real fan to know who these guys are. Right. So. But, you know, again, good for him. We do have some other stuff to cover real quick. Ron yeah. SmackDown were both phenomenal this week. Yes, they were. Probably the best, like there's been, there may have been better Raws that were leading into a pay-per-view. There may have been better SmackDown. There's never been a better Raw and SmackDown. Both shows. Yeah, these go-home shows were awesome. Both go-home shows were fantastic. The pay-per-view is going to be, whoo, Yeah, it is. It's, it, talk about a loaded card. Finally, we get a loaded WWE pay-per-view card. It is. There's one match we don't really care either way, but other than that, it's a stacked card. Yeah, it is. And we gotta make some picks. So okay, yeah, we gotta uh, get this done. Chris won the last round. Yep. Um, from SummerSlam up through the last pay per view, we only had three pay per views because we missed one week. Yeah. But that's okay. Uh, I lost it by one pick, and two of my matches got canceled in the last one. But I'm just—I was thinking back to it. I wouldn't have picked against AJ anyways, right? And it would have been—I I don't know—I would—I don't know who I would have picked on the stupid cruiserweight tag match. Yeah, I wouldn't have picked against AJ, so I—I I can't complain about about it because I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> it just wouldn't yeah. have happened. But we've got—I've got the card up here. Pull it back up. Survivor Series. There are yeah. eight matches. Yep. So we'll each pick four. You won the last round. I get first pick. So you get first pick. I'm going to take Miss Charlotte Flair. That is a very Over good Lex pick. Bliss. And that match, like me and you talked earlier, uh, that may be match of the night. That may steal the show. Anytime you have Charlotte in a match, there's the possibility yeah. for match of the night. Uh, so she's gonna pull out something crazy. These big pay per views, she always does. Yes, I agree. I am gonna take. I'm gonna take the Usos over the oh, bar. Good pick. Because they have WWE's tag division on lock. Yeah. I'm going to take the Shield over the New Day. Ooh, the Shield. <sighs> Here's, I think that's the right pick. Yeah. I think so. I just don't think, right now, you just got Roman back this week. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you have him lose going to pay-per-view. Mm-mm. Then why put them together? Right. A new day can handle a loss. It, it, no big deal. They'll go back to SmackDown and start battling with the Usos again. I'm going to take SmackDown's men team. Oh, Yeah. I agree, because I think Raw is going to fall apart from the inside. I think you're going to have – you got Joe and Finn there who really don't like each other. Uh, they're going to be fighting. Uh, and then you got Triple H and Kurt Angle. They're not going to get along. So, and I think that's going to lead to Triple H and Kurt Angle at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I am going to take the Raw women's team. It's a good pick. That was going to be my next pick. Because without Charlotte on the SmackDown team, that changes it a whole lot. It does. It does. I'm going to take the Miz. Oh, are you? Oh, that's that one's going out there a little bit. Uh, well, here's why: Mizdarage. Yeah. Baron Corbin is the lone wolf. Yeah. Miz has Axel and Dallas. Right. It's not a fair fight. Yeah. If it was, like, if there was some stipulation where the Mistraws was banned from ringside or something. Yeah. Plus, I feel like Baron has gone, I don't want to say too far because it's wrestling. If it wasn't wrestling, he would have went way too far <laughs> with the stuff that he said. Yeah. I feel like the Miz is going to get the upper hand. Yeah. Okay. My final pick will be the Beast over AJ Styles. As much, I'm glad. I, I can... I, I can never pick against Brock Lesnar in a WWE match. I will. I will at WrestleMania next year. Yeah, I will. Then, yeah, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say never. Very rarely can you pick against Brock Lesnar in a WWE match. I thought about picking it, but I can't. I can't pick against AJ. Yeah, so that means you're left with the cruiserweight. I'm match. I'm left with the stupid cruiserweight go. match. I, mean, I, I don't I care who wins. Um, Sin Cara. It's not Sin Cara. It's oh, it's not. No, it's his buddy. Oh, Kalisto, yeah. Kalisto. Yeah, not, yeah, Sincar's been fighting Baron Corbin. Yeah, Kalisto. Enzo. I'm going to pick Enzo. You think Enzo's going to keep it? No. I, I would, if I was picking that one, I would probably pick Kalisto. It just bounced back and forth already so much. Yeah, but that's what they're going to keep doing with it. I, God, I, think. I hope not. I think that's where they're going with that. This is going to be back and forth. All right, so here's our picks. I have the Usos, the SmackDown men's team, the Miz, and Enzo. Yep. And you've got Charlotte, the Shield, Raw, and Brock. That's a pretty good roster. <laughs> you, know yeah. fun, you know what's funny? Uh, besides for Charlotte, you took all the raw people. Yeah. And I took, except for Miz, I basically took all the SmackDown people. Yeah. And Enzo doesn't matter. So we got, so we've got seven matches, SmackDown versus Raw, right? Yes. And. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So. If if it falls this way, Raw will win four. If if our picks are correct, yeah, Raw wins Raw four. Raw wins four. It's Vince. Raw wins four. <laughs> it is Vince. <laughs> the promo. One more thing. The promo that Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles came out and cut on Paul Heyman, yeah. and Brock Lesnar was awesome. Well, Paul Heyman's promo was pretty good. Paul Heyman <laughs> was very good, especially when the guy proposes yeah. mid-promo. Yeah. <laughs> you think you're going to interrupt my promo? Yeah, he said, just like getting in the ring with Brock Lesnar, you don't stand a chance. <laughs> the thing that... People may not know this, but Brock Lesnar's first fight in the UFC is what Daniel Bryan was referring to. Frank Mir caught him in a knee bar. Yeah. And tapped him out. Yeah. So, it was such a jab, and it was a real jab. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, the stuff with Miz and Baron is just hype, right? But to tell Brock Lesnar that he tapped out to a half-ass knee bar... In a real fight. Yeah. That was a shot. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was, there's no doubt about it. And some people may not like get that. But if you're hearing this, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Like, that happened. Frank Mir caught him in a knee bar. Actually, I, I thought it was a an, a heel. But whatever. He It was a leg lock. And Frank Mir is probably the best submission artist in the history of UFC's heavyweight division. And tapped him out. Yeah. Uh and Daniel Bryan, I think after this, he is getting back in the ring. Whether, he said he was trying. Whether it be on WWE TV or it be in the Indies. He's Are we going to get a Shane versus Daniel Bryan match? I don't after know. He told Shane he wanted to talk to him. He had something to talk to him about about his future. After the show. After after Survivor Series. Yeah. Because he goes, we'll talk so, Sunday night. Yeah. So I think he, he's getting back in the ring one way or the other. And he's... He's putting it everywhere. He, he's been clear. He wants to be cleared. 
He's been cleared by his doctors. WWE doctors if just won't clear, clear angle. You know what I'm saying? If they'll clear angle to wrestle, yeah. How do you not, yeah, clear Brian? Yeah, I mean, and it's just WWE because his doctors have said he's good to go. Uh, he leaves there, he's going to go make a killing on the Indies, and WWE's going to be like, what I did, hope they. What did we do? I hope they. I don't want them to Cody Rhodes it. No, where they have this great talent, they underutilize it, and he goes somewhere else, and you're just like. God, come on, guys. Look, see, look, look what you could have done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cody, that, that WWE has to be kicking themselves in the head every day with Cody Rhodes. Look what we could have done with Cody Rhodes, but we didn't. They just wouldn't do it. No, they wanted the Stardust thing. That was it. So stupid. Yeah. So stupid. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, you know, don't forget we're on SoundCloud, we're on iTunes, Bonnie Couple Podcast. We're on Twitter at PC. I'm on Twitter at the one Rayman. Chris is on Twitter at... I'm the burger guy. We will not have a show next week. Next oh, week is Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving week. We will not be on next week, but we will be on the next week yes. to talk about... In November the 30th. Talk about everything that's going on with PCW, with Survivor Series, with uh, you know basically two weeks of Raw, and as long and as... Innovate's that coming weekend. Innovate's so. coming up that weekend, so maybe we can get Tony on. And this show will come out. You, we're recording this on Thursday. You guys will hear it on Friday... Hopefully, when we come back, we will be back to Wednesdays, which means the show will come back out on Thursdays. So, until next week. All right, see you. Or two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. And thank you for listening to the Bonnick Elbow Podcast. The music for our podcast is supplied by bensound.com, your home for license-free music. Do you need music for your multimedia project? Check out bensound.com. All of our artwork is supplied by Aaron Phillips. You need any custom artwork? Check her out on Twitter at AaronPhillips430. And last but not least, we want to thank WJNV 99.1 Jonesville, your Southwest Virginia sports leader, for use of their facilities, without which none of this would be possible.